The information given and the discussions had in this podcast are not meant to be a substitute for any licensed mental health, medical, educational, or legal professional. Please reach out to any licensed professional who can better assist you. Welcome to the Life After 25 podcast. It's ghetto. We ain't asked to be here. Zero of five would recommend. That's cool though. We got you. Life After 25 is your guide through adulthood. It is the one hood we all have to travel through. Why not do it together? Now. Okay, crazy people. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? I say, how y'all doing? <laughs> we tired. I know. And being clowns as per usual. Yeah. As per usual. So let's do a quick little mental health check-in. How are you feeling, Dominique? I am sleepy, mm-hmm. but but making it. Praise God. Period. Renice, how are you feeling? I feel exhausted. However, Mm -hmm. similar to Dom, I'm making it, pushing through. Um, I might get a little with the giggles a little bit throughout this podcast, but y'all always giggling. Y'all crazy. Says Mm -hmm. the person who's the main one always laughing. I you must be mistaken. You must see how you stuttered in the beginning, right? I, the, the devil no. Wow, that's crazy. Now I'm just a stutterer. Oh, stutter, stutter, stutter. Mm. I didn't know you're lying because there's been a dying. Stutter, stutter, stutter. That just stutter. took me the fuck out. What? <laughs> <laughs> that just took me the fuck out. Wait a minute. Paul's flag on the play. I ain't know it was karaoke night. The fuck going on over here? <laughs> I ain't ready yet. (laughs) (laughs) Let me fix my hair. All fun against the Beyonce sue our asses. All fun against the Beyonce sue our asses. Beyonce, we're part of the Beehive. Sis, do not sue. Sorry, honey. Do not sue. I don't want no problems between you and Columbia Records. (laughs) These two motherfuckers. (laughs) 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 I ain't got Beyonce money, honey. Okay. All right. How are you doing, Lorena? Oh, I'm fine, honey. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm amazing. You know what I've been trying to do lately? Manifest good, positive in just my everyday life. I hate this. I like that. No, for real. No, I like it. No, for uh, you hate your job. You know what? It's going to be a good week. I love it here. I love the fact that I get to come to work every day. Mm-hmm. Manifest your blessings for real, for mm-hmm. real. That's, I love. I'm starting to work on that too. I'm trying to get into manifestation. I'm trying to get into positive vibes and positive energy. I always feel like I've, you know, had the whole positive vibe thing, but I'm trying to just kind of just channel it and just have it be outward. No negativity. I don't have any big major problems in my life. And you know, I shouldn't outwardly appear that way. No hateration or holleration in, in the dancery. dancery. And that's on Mary J. Blige. Mm. That's on Thaha Boots. Come oh. on. That's on if Mary gonna do one thing, she gonna stomp, honey. Two Listen. step. Two step, her little stomp, lift the leg up, do the one leg shimmy, period. Mm-hmm. And as soon as this whole 30 is done, I'm getting me some Mary J. Blige wine. 
Bitch. It's a Mary J. Blige. <laughs> I told y'all that Mary J. Blige partnered with this wine. She has, I think, three of them. Uh, I know one of them is a Riesling, and they sell it in Trader Joe's. I, I told y'all, y'all don't be listening to me when I be talking about wine. You talk about wine a lot. So okay, y'all supposed to listen. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about wine a lot. I know. I'm you always know, talking about actually, wine. Actually, after the whole thirty, I don't know if I'm gonna go back to drinking the way that I was. Oh, I thought you meant drinking pure. I was about to say, oh, God bless you, baby. You know, I might have a drink here, a drink there, but um, I was in well virtual church this morning, and I was like, you know, I don't think I need it. Oh, that's good. That's great. I don't know what Listen, my first I meal is going to be um, after the whole 30. All I know is it's going to be wine. Wine, mm-hmm. wine you is know. whatever food I got. I just I wine, wine and grapes. So could be wine. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> mm. Listen, I can't give up too much. I already gave up sex. We was one step at a time. Lord Jesus, one step at a time. Mm. <laughs> I can't. I'm not giving up wine. But, you know, I'll take pauses. I'm not going to drink until my birthday. So I oh. took I'm taking two months off of drinking. Yeah. So that's good. All yeah. right. Let's get into this black girl magic. Black boy Joe. Oh my God. Let's, let's find a recording for this next time so you don't have to sing it. Okay, honey? You can save your vocal cords. I love hearing I your voice, though. Yeah, you, you hit that, oh. honey. You hit that. You hit that. Somebody get her a record deal. Give my sister yes. a record deal. Yes. Love yes. and hip hop her, please. Boost my ego. Go ahead, girl. Louis Prada Gucci. Luda Prada Gucci. Yes. Anyway, let's get into this week's Black Girl Magic. This week we have T Chanel Beauty. T Chanel Beauty is a Philadelphia based business founded by 20 year old freelance model and makeup artist Tamia Wood. Her love of makeup, skincare, and bath rituals prompted, prompted the launch of this line. The handcrafted collection has grown quickly and expanded into home fragrance and candles in just 10 months. So she started off, I know she started off with the whip body butter um, in various scents. You, you would just see people, you know, pulling it out, moisturizing her hands. Then I know she went into lip glosses, which I love. I personally told her, listen, I want you to have a dark chocolate like color for me. She gave me a sample and I loved it. I love the fact that all her products are handmade and packaged. And I personally, I know I keep saying I love, but I really love her body wash and the, um, and the soap. Like yeah, I good. use them together in combination. They are so good. It's not like some type of cheap soap that doesn't lather. No, Gnosis. This has lather. So she has the body wash, the soap. She just went into facial products. So face wash, face oils, toner. Um, and it's just a dope, dope Black-owned brand from a young Black woman trying to do her thing. And that's it. Yes, she's she's definitely, you know, doing her thing. Similar to Laura, I also have purchased her products. Her body wash and her soap is definitely amazing. But one thing that is so amazing about her, I want to say it's her customer service skills. Yeah. Um, I give her so much shout out for that because I purchased the wrong thing and wrote her <laughs> and she definitely <laughs> spoke to me and was like, yeah, that that's not what you purchased. But it was so respectful. And it was so nice. And yeah, there was definitely an I got you moment. 
And it was just really, really just respectful and still caring as she corrected me because I definitely was wrong. (laughs) And um, even, but the product that I purchased, so instead of buying the body wash um, scent that Lorena always buys, I bought another scent. That's my new favorite scent. Is it really? (laughs) So I like it more than what, you know, I usually get when you usually get the scent. So I definitely want to say customer service is amazing from her. Not only are the products good, but the customer service. Yeah. And definitely, um, I just got my first candle. That thing, I love it. And she has the regular one wick candle on top of the three wick candles. She got three wick candles? She has three wick candles, honey. Oh, y'all know I she love got some candles. Three wick candles, linen, um, rum spray. So she definitely, I love how she's branching out to other endeavors, but it's like still staying within her lane. She's like perfecting her craft within her lane. It's dope, it's dope. So shout out to you, Tamiya, honey. Shout you out, boo. That's exciting. I have to get up on that and get some. Yes, honey. Here. I'll order yes. you some. Okay. So tonight, tonight we are gonna get into relationships and marriage. Wow. Wow. When you basically in my uh uh don't we don't we not singing no J Lo honey. Oh, that was a shot. No, that wasn't a shanti. No, you thought it was a shanti. That's the problem. (laughs) That's the problem. No, I knew it was J-Lo, but I was throwing shade because, you know, Ashanti writes so much stuff for her. Mm-hmm. Listen, okay. if you want to sing, sing somebody black. Put it on a make them want to marry me. But it's sing some Rashida, honey. Mm, y'all don't know nothing else but that line. Put it on a... Put, 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 you want me to play it? No. Because then we're going to get in trouble. Her. Please don't play it. Wow. Are we? Are we? Very excited for the promo. The pro- <laughs> I had to play for my plant, Rashida. She likes hearing her song. I hate you. My name is Rashida. I rap like shorty. I have orchids that I named Rashida. And she just loves hearing her song when I water her. Don't you got a plant named Kirk too? Yes, I have a plant named Kirk. Yuck. My Kirk is beautiful. It's not dusty. Like I feel like Rashida would feel like her Kirk is beautiful too. I hope she does. All the stuff she puts up with. I hope she does feel like he's beautiful. (laughs) Might as well. All right, our topic Ew. will be about relationships. <laughs> all shade aside, all shade aside. Relationships. Okay. I have a question for y'all. Mm, mm. What's, What's your question? Your love language. Gifts. <laughs> and um acts of service but well i gifts. feel like let's go over the five love languages before we even because not everybody might know that um the five love languages receiving gig- gifts receiving gifts acts of service physical touch um what's the other one the other two physical touch words of affirmation words of affirmation and Acts of service. I said that one. That was no. Scene. You said receiving gifts, physical Act- touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, quality yeah. time. Quality time. That's the one I think I was missing. So you said your love language is receiving gifts. Yes, ma'am. Mm, how do you like to convey that? Do you just like a gift when you walk in the house? It's just some gifts laying there. Like, what do you? What does that look like to you? Wish if I walked in the house and there was some gifts laying there because, you know, you I'll be a to, happy camper. You need to find your little baby. Um, 
I do need to find someone who just knows to buy gifts. But actually, I'll be very honest with you. That's been my love language for quite some time, but I don't think I know how to really convey that in a conversation. I feel like especially being a woman and a black woman, when you tell someone that you like gifts, they automatically start thinking some type of gold digging. They think you a city girl. Yeah. And I could be a city girl, but let's be real. I could buy my own gifts. I just like, I like getting nice things. I like that you saved or thought of me or purchased these things. Now I say gifts and acts of service because they do go hand in hand for me. So yes, I like gifts, nice things, beautiful things one time nice and beautiful things <laughs> um but I also like the act of the the service that just was provided so you see that I might have needed a new purse or you seen that I like these type of shoes or these clothing and you got it for me so I feel like they go hand in hand at least for me I know for other people they don't um but I really don't know how to convey that like because I just feel like it's, I have a hard past me has a hard time I'm a new person now. If you okay. date me now, I'm going to just tell you I want a gift. Period. Period. Point blank. What about you, Dominique? Um, for me, um, so I have like three love languages. I took the test um, and it is gifts, acts of service, just like and quality time. I really, really enjoy quality time. And it's funny because um, I feel like gifts used to be my number one love language, but after becoming a mom, it flipped and acts of service is definitely my number one love language um, because I'm tired <laughs> and I need, <laughs> but I'm not one to always like vocalize that I need help. So if you just step in and give me help without me asking, I'm just like, woo. Heavy on a step in mm. is something about that. Um, my main one is definitely acts of service. I felt that when you said that, I felt that in my spirit heavy on the step in. I like sometimes it might not even be a grand gesture. Most of the time for me, it's not. It's just I like the fact that someone notices you and the things you do day to day and they may just react to it. So for me, acts of service is sometimes when I get stressed out, I, I may have like a tail um, or I might need to vent. The person kind of, I want to say, let me think. So the person being able to do something to calm me down, like, Hey, I know how you are. I know how your brain works. Think about it, relax, do this, that, and the third. That's an act of service to me. You making sure that I'm good. Um, if you notice that I'm, I'm, a for, I'm a very forgetful person, somebody who notices I'm forgetful and they, they check behind me, like, oh, I got this for you because I knew you were going to forget. It's stuff like that. I love that because it, it shows that when I talk, when I'm doing something, when I'm just venting, you're paying attention, you're listening, you're remembering these things for the future, and you can go out your way to make sure you got me. It's something about that, honey. You don't even got to say nothing. You know they got you because of how they act. Mm. I definitely can re relate to that and knowing the person got you. What do you think you guys think is like the one that's at the bottom of your list? Like, I feel like all 
all of the love languages is definitely needed in a relationship. However, some just don't, they're just not at the top. For me, it is definitely physical touch. I need someone up on me 24 seven. And it's funny because me and my husband were like going through this when um, my son was first born because I felt like I always had him touching me, especially because I was nursing. So time the day was over, I didn't feel like someone else touching me. That's understandable. So it was like, because I just had my fill of being touched. I just wanted to be left alone. And one of his top one love languages is physical touch. So that was definitely something we had to work through. Mm. I want to This is definitely low for me. Yeah, that's, that's hard because I... Like, I want to say that it's words of affirmation for me. I don't, I don't be believing what you niggas got to say. Oh, so, wow. That's not for the reason I thought she was going to say. <laughs> um, But I've dated someone with that was their love language. So Hammer and Dom say like, it's what's my bottom and someone else's top was so hard because it's like, now I got to sit here and be like, oh, I, I love it. I love you and all that stuff. And I, I'm, I'm good with that. I can tell you that all day. I like talking. I can, you know, definitely give wonderful remarks to people but I don't really like you telling me that feels like oh okay but it's not like not a gift let me tell you that it's not a gift Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really fulfill me so I definitely can relate dating someone who's was reverse but mine's is like words um words of affirmation I don't really I don't be believing y'all so I don't need I don't need it I get it not for the exact reason but I also I think my the one that's at the bottom is probably either gifts. It's between gifts and words of affirmation. Words of affirmation for me mostly because you ain't got to say it. I want to see it, honey. <laughs> I want to see it and what you do, how you act, how you make me feel. All that. How many times we done had a nigga tell us all this, that, and a third, and when it came down to it, it was all bullshit. I don't want to hear that. I want you to do it. And then receiving gifts. I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I'm more of like the giver. I can see myself buying gifts rather than receiving. I'm not just like, oh my God, what you got me? That's not, I'm not big on it. I definitely, I'm appreciative, appreciative of it and everything, but it's just not something heavy for me on the list. But, but you know what? Love languages people tend to forget about is that it's both ways. So it's not only about what you like to receive, but it's also how you like to show love. Yeah. So like I say gifts is my love language. And though I don't convey it all the time verbally to who I'm dating, I show it. I'm quick to buy a gift. I'm quick to spend some money. I'm quick to give money. So that is, that's also the way you show love. So like people always forget love language is a two-way street. You might want it that way, but it's also, you might show it that way. And it's crazy because you might want it that way and show it a complete opposite way. True. That is true too. Which is crazy. Um, but hey, it's a it's a really broad theory. Cause I think love language is there. It is a theory from someone. Um I don't, don't feel like Googling it real quick, but it's a very interesting theory. Yeah, it's really, it's really. And I feel like most, yeah, most people fall, most people feel as though they fall into one of the five categories. So, hmm, shout out to whoever did that. I don't feel like Googling it right now, but you did your research and you did it well, honey. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So let's segue into dating. What did dating look for you before, you know, on the, the previous side of 25? What did your dating life look like? Tragic. 
Listen, I feel like mine, I was just doing anything. I was just then doing anything, dating anyone, anybody, just anything, just dating, just to date. Like a serial dater. I feel like before 21, just dating a date similar to you, Laura. And then from like 22 to 20, literally like 22 to 26, I was in like two serious relationships. And um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Other than that, it was, it was tragic, obviously, because I ain't with neither one of them. <laughs> but um, I just really feel like, tragic. Okay, I just feel like <laughs> it was um, similar. I still was dating the day, even though I was in those two different relationships for um, uh, some good amount of time. I was still dating the date. And I wasn't fulfilled. And I didn't realize I wasn't fulfilled until probably after 25. You know, I think for me, it's funny that you said that you weren't feeling fulfilled and you were just dating the date. I really relate to that because um, I was with my first boyfriend from 16 all the way up to 22 or 23. I still can't remember how how old I was when we broke up. But we, that's a long time to be with someone during those years, most people, especially in college, they're learning how to date. Well, I didn't have that. So I was just out here learning how to date and making mistakes and getting played pretty much because I didn't know I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and so I wasn't, I definitely wasn't feeling fulfilled because I didn't know what dating looked like. And also, um, I, it was like, I felt like I was just like for two years going through like one big long rebound if that makes any sense like I was still it took me a very long time to get over my first boyfriend because we literally grew up together mm-hmm. and then heartbreak I mean he dumped me that was terrible <laughs> it was awful so I felt like I was just hopping from person to person just so I could feel better and not being in like actual meaningful relationships mm-hmm. I just wanted to feel better instead. And what I should have did was like really take the time to deal with that. Cause I mean, I was single for about almost eight months, almost a year after that breakup, but that's some, you need some like real. Yeah. Cause y'all were together for a long time. Yeah. Like you need some hardcore time before trying to get into another relationship. So yeah, I was just out here rebounding, just trying to make myself feel better because I felt so bad that he not only did he dump me, but the person that he dumped me for, they were together. Like it just ruined my whole entire life, or at least, at least it felt like it at that moment. Mm-hmm. But then I dropped, uh, <laughs> dropped some weight, got fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's funny as hell. <laughs> that's funny. They always say that um, women, when we uh, go through a breakup, that's when we bounce back. Listen, I got. I then I figured out I was fine, and uh, then I had a little bit of fun. Around twenty five is when I started. You know, summer, <laughs> summer sixteen. Listen, that was a that is when I really that's that, was that was a summer. That was a year. Summer. <laughs> but yes so it's been a journey woo <laughs> you had to take a little break after that 
So, you know, we're all older. We're over the age of 25. We've had some time to mature, get our wits about us. What do you look for in a partner now that you're over 25? Or for Dom, since you're married, what were you looking for in a partner at that time, you know, right before you um, met your current husband? Actually, let's start with Dom. What were you looking for at that period of time, right before you met your current husband? Um, well, when I met Quentin, that was when I had declared that I was putting my pussy on a shelf. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was, when I was dating, um, I made it very much known on the day that I was not, I was looking for an actual relationship. Um, and I was looking for someone that I could build with. So someone who was, who was stable or was on their way to being stable, like seriously on their way to being stable. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone who uh, was Christian, that was important to me, and someone with a very short last name. Oh, Um, my God. I'm dead serious. This is all on my prayer list. And somebody who's over six feet. Um, Oh, wow. Mostly just somebody who I felt like I could build with and somebody who was serious about me. And I must say that saying that on a first date, a lot of women feel scared to make like what they want known on a first date because you don't want to look like pressed or desperate. But it saves so much bullshit because I know one mistake that I made um, was trying not to look pressed. But then ended up, be, but then I ended up being pressed anyway. So, <laughs> so I just ended up looking stupid. <laughs> yeah. and so instead of before we even get down this road, I'm telling you now, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. And nine times out of ten, a dude will be like, "I'm not looking for that." Yeah. But do you want to um, share your prayer list, similar to you know the one Sierra has for these people out here? I, I I told you what it was. I was looking for somebody. So put this on your prayer list. Over Sierra six don't foot. want to share hers. Heavy on the over six foot. Well, listen, Sierra, listen, Sierra, listen. Sierra didn't make the prayer list. We found out it was Russell who prayed for her. Listen. Let's get it All right, I know she got a little bit of a. She had a little. She must have been. It must have been a day after Future done got on her motherfucking nerves, and she was like, "You know what? I want the opposite of this nigga guy. I better not." ever come across another dread-headed nigga a day in my life (laughs) but that goes back i feel like what dom said the prayer list manifesting it goes Mm -hmm. back to what you said earlier she manifests that and i I totally respect that i'm working on trying to manifest my person as well but i have so much hate in my heart for you niggas right now (laughs) my god and i don't know if i can manifest anything no but seriously what um (laughs) over 25 what do you look for um, just for you not to be stupid for now. Oh wow, that's like, no, no, no. I think it's very important, honey. It's very important, and I say that because I'm a, I'm a cisgender heterosexual woman, so I I'm attracted to the opposite sex. I like men, and I just feel like not all of you, because obviously Dom found a really good one. I have friends who are engaged, married, you know, doing their thing with their spouses, and it's amazing. But the ones I tend to date. <laughs> Something not right. The screws are loose. Oh, or, wow. And you know what? I'm going to take accountability because I'm the common denominator. Something ain't right with me. Oh. So I'm just going to. 
Because <laughs> all I keep, I keep looking at Dom. Is that pussy on the shelf? Just that Dom, Dom face took me out because Dom was like, like I don't know if I went too far, and her face just was telling me like, mm, I don't know about this. She said, "It's it's me. It might be me." <laughs> no, I think sometimes you do got to take accountability. You attract what you are. Sometimes, like no, take accountability. So I um, what I want after the age of twenty five. I want someone over six feet as well. Um, <laughs> however, I will, unlike some of my, I will say some of my friends or people I know, I will even settle for 5'11 or up. Um, you got to be a little taller than me though. And for anyone who's listening who, who want to talk to me, I'm 5'8", just give you a heads up. So <laughs> um, you got to be over hey, at least. You, you can do the 5'11 five five el- to 5'1". What? You can do 5'11 or 5'1. I'm not I mean, doing no goddamn person. Oh. I'm sorry. I meant to you say 5'1. I got mad. <laughs> you could do 5'11 and 6'1. You can take that. Anyway, anyone over six feet is my preference. However, 5'11, I will, you know, nudge on. Um, Beggars can't be choosers. And then um, someone who has a good head on their shoulders. One thing that I really like that I've read a few, well, not really read, but watched a few years ago is Will Smith talking about like him and Jada's relationship and how he learned, he had to learn that he cannot make her happy. She has to make herself happy. And I took that to heart. So like my journey right now is really focused on trying to make me happy because I don't want to put that responsibility on my spouse. I feel like that's where things fell short at in the past. But by saying that, I also don't want to be my the sole happiness for my spouse either. Like I want us to be two separate individuals who are both happy, excelling in their career, excelling in like have their own friends. That's a key thing. I, I need my I need my spouse to have friends. I can't be your only friend. And then we come together and you know, just have a great partnership. But someone who has a really good career going for themselves, um, keyword career. And um, have good hygiene. It's sad that I have to say that because some of you niggas are really fucking weird. I'm just wow. saying. Um, have good hygiene, and I don't know what else. I don't know. This is why. This is why I'm not dating. That's why the pussy on the shelf. Because I don't know what else <laughs> right now. <laughs> the pussy on the shelf. Every time y'all say that, that shit takes me down. Um, <laughs> listen, you gotta put it up sometimes because no, I believe it. You just gotta some it sometimes it has to go away so then you can get yourself together because mm-hmm. said like a lot of the times you you get like you it, you have to take accountability and that was something that I had to learn too I have to take accountability how do I keep getting myself in these stupid situations with this yeah. men it must be me I'm doing something wrong so I'm putting my pussy away until I can figure it out so I can figure it out nobody get pussy yeah. pussy on lock now. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just, it's also, it's not only figuring out you, but it's also figuring out what I want. Cause sometimes with, and I know we've talked about a little bit of this in the sex episode, but sometimes when you're dating and just having sex or just dating to even not even if you take sex off the table, if you're just dating too many people, sometimes that clouds your judgment and you see the oohs and the ahs and you start to, we all look at social media and we'd be like, Oh, I want this. And I want that. Like how many times we done seen people repost pictures of people putting rose petals and flowers around like oh there's no man in the world that's like this oh but my man is like that that's just people just create these things in their head and everyone is trying to get there and it's 
First of all, I don't want no rose petals on my floor. And then a lot of that is just, uh, it's not even reality. Like you, it's same thing with, it doesn't matter what it is, finances, how somebody really looks, everything on social, on social media, people are never going to show you the bad. They're always going to show you the good. They're, you're never going to see somebody on social media saying bad things about them and their lives all day long. Ooh, that's you, not true. No, I'm about to say, sometimes you, but it's not consistent. It's not consistent every mean, single though. day, 24-7. Like, when you can tell when people are going through things and they put that, that sad, they may, they may cry on live. I love that shit. I love it. I'm going to tune in. Oh. But they are, for the most part, they're going to put their best foot forward, their best pictures, the best aspects of their relationship. So that's why I feel like, get your own motherfucking relationship. Mm-hmm. Leave these Instagram, Facebook relationships alone. Um. I don't know. I think for me, before 25, like I said, I was just dating the day. I was just dating anybody, anybody, everybody, anybody, every day. After I turned 25, it was more, it was more like intentional. Like, I want somebody who's intelligent. I want somebody who's smart, who can hold it. Especially me. I had to stop dating stupid niggas because I don't like stupid people. I want somebody I can hold a conversation with. You know, it was like looking for somebody who can do that, somebody who reads, who can talk about a little bit of politics, who can talk about music and, you know, when I'm, I'm venting about how crazy things are going, whether my, my work life, my friendships, they can sit there and listen and take that in and help me work things out, like give advice and stuff like that. Or you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Blah, 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 blah. It's just more of looking for somebody with a decent personality for me. Uh, that's, after 25 also yeah i have to throw that height thing in there i don't like short people uh short men i really um now i must say here, here they go here they go go ahead and say here they go well no i've dated a short man before it did me too because i remember one time he like kissed me on my forehead but he had to stand on his tippy toes just like, <laughs> I, I hate her oh, go so to no. hell honey I dated a short guy before and um I got some good gifts from him. I'm just saying. Wow. Like he brought me some really good gifts. So shout outs to no, him. No, I've dated short guys before. I just I I son about mm-hmm. Tom and I like Tom and so and I thought y'all was gonna say, um, because they love telling me, You're five, short. Four. You honey, you are gotta short. Put, y'all gotta put my whole height out there. <laughs> um they love saying, you're short. You need to, the short men are for you because you're short. No, honey. The tall men are for me. The tall men are for me. Well, they could ride the My Little Pony, I guess. <sighs> she ain't no stallion, but she and My Little Pony. Hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, you know how we talked about what are you looking for? And over 25, how do you communicate those expectations with who you're dating or even in Dom's case, who you're married, married to or before you were married? Oh, my gosh. Um, I feel I, like that is sometimes hard. hard. It's hard. I just had this conversation with someone earlier today. It is very hard. It's like. You know what's funny? I think it's actually harder for me now that I'm married to um communicate like what I need and what my expectations are than it was when I was dating um because when I had gotten to that point where I like um was like all right I'm dating and I'm be- and I'm gonna be serious about it. I'm gonna be intentional about it um I didn't have anything to lose so I'm like I'm gonna tell you what I want and if you don't want it then if you don't want to deal with that then bye mm-hmm. but it's like I don't want to hurt his feelings because I really care 
So it's like, ooh, I don't know if I can just, and and sometimes I can come across really harsh and really blunt, and I know that. So it's harder for me now because I do care about his feelings and I don't want to hurt them than it was when I was dating. And it's probably like a lot with compromising too, because it's like, y'all, <laughs> not the deep side before the year. <laughs> now it's like, what y'all have to compromise, right? Y'all have, or y'all have to come to a mutual agreement, even you know. Yes, and that's uh-huh. hard. I feel like that is the hardest part about marriage is mm-hmm. compromising, compromising, compromising. Because like, no matter who the person is, like they could be the great, the nicest person in the world. No matter what. They are going to do something that you just don't under and you you won't understand why they do it because they it's another person who thinks completely different from the way you do. So trying to make a life with somebody who thinks completely different from the way that you think because you're two different people it can be really hard, especially if you both were living on your own beforehand which was the case for me and my husband. I was living on my own. He was living on his own. He had his way of doing things. I had my way of doing things. Now we're trying to come together and do things. It's like close the daggone shower curtain for crying out loud. Oh, wow. Just saying. It belongs closed. Some people like it open. Nah, it belongs closed. I don't know why. I don't Ah, it belongs closed. The same no. as it's so many weird things that other people do that you're like, I like, I feel like arguing about how to put the toilet tissue and then also which way to get into a shower is like a good question. Like I get, you don't get in with the water, but some people do get in with the water. You get in the back. It's kind of like you step into the water. It's just so weird. I, I didn't mean to take me on a tangent, but no, just saying but when you live with someone, it's like you, you're like, what? Why are you doing it this Looking way? Looking at them. Yes. Like stupid. <laughs> no, but it's the truth because it'd be like the littlest thing. And you're just like, what are you doing? child i know like for me i'm super forgetful you move one thing where i didn't have it my whole world is upside down i can't find nothing now like those mm-hmm. times she opened her own cabinets went to work came back and thought ghost i was came house. back from no i didn't know ghosts i came back from her so i said somebody in my apartment i did not leave those cabinet cabinet doors open someone's in here i have to I, then i'm on the phone i'm calling them what they gonna do what they gonna do Child, you couldn't tell me anybody breaking into that motherfucking apartment. I can't leave one thing unlocked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, communication. I don't know. I feel like I get what you're saying, Dom. I um I'm gonna start looking at it from that perspective from now on. But like I'm especially me, I'm not the most like I feel like a part of communication is talking about your emotions and stuff like that. And y'all know that's my fault that is not my forte i'm not a very like let's talk about our feelings type of person so it's hard for me to communicate um that at times um i had a thought and then i just forgot what the fucking thought was wow this is awkward um just why you about being forgetful why you think about that um i i agree with both of you guys I am more vocal about my emotions and I love talking about emotions and my emotions specifically. However, I don't think I'm as direct or I haven't been in the past and that's something I'm working on. I think um, I know what I want and I know I want a partnership and longevity and a marriage eventually. However, in the past, when it came to dating, um, I kind of 
especially not in the past, too far in the past, within the last two years of me actively dating, I can say that I didn't really set that foundation. It was very clear about that foundation. And I would just kind of go with the flow, still talking about emotions and shit, but really not kind of saying, this is what I want and I'm not budging on it. So I've learned to be more direct and moving forward. I don't know when I'm going to start dating again because I'm, you men, you really won, man. You really won. <laughs> but, Y'all niggas won. Um, I don't know when I'm going to start dating again, but I know that that is something that I'm not going to budge on. This is what I want. And I think sometimes, especially as women, we're, we feel kind of, odd to not really disclose what exactly we want or stand our ground because we're, we have so, especially black women, we have so many labels attached to us. Like, you know, I even think about when I first meet someone, my natural face is just like looking at someone. My, I have a natural blank. You call it a mean person face. I, that's just my natural face, but I know I have to actively like look like I'm smiling and putting so much energy in. So, mm. or you don't want to look too pressed, like Dom said, or you don't want to look like you're making a person do something. Listen, one thing I can honestly say, and me and Dom had this conversation before, if a man wants you, he wants you. That is it. Point period blank. Nothing else could be said. If he wants you as his partner, he wants you as his partner. I feel like men, for the most part, the same with women, they know within that first time meeting you, if this is someone I want to move forward with. So no need to play in games. I ain't trying to waste my time. I don't really care about y'all time, but I ain't really trying to waste my time. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why it's so tough for us, but I know it definitely is for me. Communicate. I still can't remember what my thought was. Wow, this is awkward. Um, what is your outlook on marriage? Do any of you guys, well, Dom, you already married. So. <laughs> do any of you guys? <laughs> um, Lorena, do you want to get married? Yeah, of course, because I want to have kids. And I just feel like at this point, um, since I've waited <laughs> so long, I really don't want to have kids without being married. I want a, a partner. Um, marriage is something I really don't see myself um, doing for a few years, though. I kind of feel like personally and myself, I have a lot more things that I want to to I want to accomplish. Um, just personal goals. And I can I can see myself waiting until uh early to mid thirties. I wouldn't be upset if that's how long it took me to get married. I just I've I've never been in a rush to get married. I know a lot of people say, you know. They, it's a common thing actually to hear. I would like to be married and have my kids before or by the age 30. And that's never been me. I've never had that expectation put on myself. I've never felt the pressure from from society to meet that goal. It's just not my thing. Like, And it's crazy because my parents have been married for, I think, over 35 years now. So it's not like, you know, I um I had a mother who walked out or a dad who walked out and I just um come from um a home where I've I never have experienced married people. And you know what I think a part of that is also why I feel that way. I see how tough marriage is. I've seen it. I've been there experiencing it. Um so I feel like if it's not that person, if it's not that one, why risk divorce? Wait. 
you ever hear of the saying that maybe you even you found the right person, but it wasn't the right time? So why not give myself enough time to make sure the person I'm going to marry is the person I actually should be with? Who wants to marry the wrong person? Yeah, that's true. You definitely don't want to marry the wrong person. Mm-mm. You rushing to get married, rushing to be with somebody, and you done marry the wrong mm. person. It could go left real fast. Mm-mm. Don't want to have that situation. Yeah, I, I agree. Marrying the wrong person can definitely go left. Um, I felt like I was one of those people who like felt pressured by society. like, And not so much society. It's like the, the little people in my head. I just felt pressured. The people in your head a little? <laughs> Five four. Oh wow, that was <laughs> that was a good one, honey. Tossed you served the bag. Okay. Um, but I um, I just felt like pressured, and I was like, oh my god, I'm supposed to be like this. Not so much having kids. I never thought I was having kids in my early 30s or late 20s, but the marriage part of having my person. However, I will say the last year or two years, I've really realized that um. I don't, I don't think I have it in me right now to partake in that. I've also, I know Dom and obviously Dom and her husband live together, but I also lived with someone and I, I, I didn't, I didn't really like it. So I don't think I'm, I'm really mature enough for that just yet, which I've told you guys all the time. I, I had to really take a step back. So yes, yeah, society tells us we should do X, Y, and Z. And some of us feel pressure, but really check yourself. Are you even mature enough for it yet? Like, are you really ready to compromise? Are you really ready to have those serious conversations? Are you really ready not to really kill the person, even though they have done something that irked every bone in your body and you really have thought of 50 million ways to kill them and get away with it, but you don't act on it? That is hard to do. Are you really ready to do that? I'm not. So I'm not, I don't want to be in a, I don't want to be in a marriage right now. However, I still do want to be in a committed relationship, just I don't think I want that right now either. And you I'm know, tired what? Of you niggas. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's something. So, as women, we we often say with men, they, you know, they love going after women they're not ready for, and blah 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 blah. But I think another thing we have to check ourselves on: Are we ready? Are like we never had that conversation? Are are you ready? Are you mentally ready? Did you check yourself? Have you gone through the the time frame that is taking you to make sure you're you're a whole okay person before you get with the person? Because yeah, yeah, I know relationships are tough, and it's like sometimes yeah. it is both parties. It's there are some times where it's not just that one person; it was both people, and one person may not have been, you know, ready or mature and and emotionally available for that situation. Um, I'm definitely a person who I've been guilty of not being emotionally available. And I can admit that I've, I've have had situations and relationships and because I was not emotionally available. Um, And it's just something I've had to sit there and deal with. You know what I think about? I know everyone's pretty much watching Girlfriends right now, um, getting those nostalgic vibes. I think about Tony and Todd 
Tony wasn't ready to be nobody's wife, sure. you know, and being, and people, people forget when you're in a marriage, that is a, that is a legal commitment. So people like to talk about love and love. Love is beautiful. Love is great, but love is like any emotions. It goes up and it goes down. And sometimes you are at love. Sometimes you are happy and sometimes you are sad and angry. And do you even like the person? I can love you mm-hmm. for this amount of time, but love fades. I do believe love fades, not the, I'm always, I'm going to always care and ride out for that person fades, but the, the, that, oh, I'm so in love, honeymoon love fades. Um, are you really ready to ride out for that person? Um, are you really ready to sacrifice? So that's the key thing. You're sacrificing something Dom said a few weeks ago to me. I tell you, Dom be talking. I be listening, girl. And you be, (laughs) you, you don't, I be listening. I be like, oh, I don't think I want that just yet. She was saying like you, she had her own plans and thoughts of how life would be. And, but you had your own plans and life and thoughts of how you want life to be and going, getting married to your husband. You realize you got to sacrifice some of those plans and thoughts and you got to adjust to that person's plans and thoughts. And you guys got to compromise on your plans and thoughts. And as people who personally know me, it is very hard for me to compromise. I do not have patience and I like things my way. Okay. So I'm not ready. And I'm just being honest, real, as blunt as I possibly can. And I'm wondering how many people really can say that they were ready or are ready, even though they feel like they need it. Are you really ready? That's a real serious, honest conversation that you have to have with yourself. And you have to be very self-aware when you're getting married. You just have to be because it's just, it's, it's really a lot. And I feel like Disney has made it. So it's like this fantasy and it's, and it's, it's not like that. Like, yeah, the wedding day was beautiful. It was fun. Yes. Getting proposed to that's so much fun. That's beautiful too. But at the end of the day, you have to live with this person every single day, day in, day out. You have to live with them. You have to find finances. You yeah. have to be in the same living space with them. And then if you had a kid on there, that's even more things that you have to compromise on. So it's like you really have to be self-aware. Are you really ready for this? It's a lot. Yeah, that's why I said I'll wait. Just a little bit longer. Can't wait for it to happen, you know, the whole marriage and kids thing. Can't wait to pop out some babies, but I just want to make sure I am in uh, in a good space before I do it. I don't want to be in a toxic marriage raising some traumatized-ass kids who got to pay for the expensive-ass therapy bills. So let's move on to our next topic. Cheating, cheating, cheating. Is cheating a deal breaker in dating? Or, you know, in the past, has cheating been a deal breaker for you while dating? Um, for me, I've learned to be a one and done person. Um, a lot of it for me has to do with respect. I think respect is my, um, my deal breaker if I feel disrespected. It's, that's it, it's a dub. And cheating to me is, I don't know, I, I, and I don't want to say, oh, it depends on what type of cheating, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it, it's, it's a deal breaker for me. It is. It's the, the cheating, the disrespect. Mm-mm, no, for me, it's a deal breaker. 
Um, cheating and dating. In dating. I, I'm, the person that's saying this now is saying it's a deal breaker. However, I've, to my knowledge, I've never been cheated on. So I'm also speaking from a person who's never been cheated on. To my knowledge now, I don't know what them dudes really done did, but ain't nobody contact me and ain't nothing happened in my face. So to my mm-hmm. knowledge, I've never been cheated on. So I can say it's a deal breaker in dating. However, in marriage, which we'll get to later, it's a different story, I feel like. But in dating, especially the younger me, I feel like if I didn't really see you as a as someone I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, then yeah, it is what it is. I don't know. It, it also depends on the situation. I feel like that really does play a part. I, I know we talk a lot about cheating one and done. It may also depends on the situation. It depends on the person you're with. Let's say it was a um, a one night stand. Their partner was just out and really, really drunk. Okay, so and it's another thing. They were out. They were really, really drunk. They cheated. They came back. They told you about it. Versus same situation. They never told you about it. You found out down the line. Um, I feel like if it's especially because, like I said, I um I date men. And a lot of men are not emotional. If it was a one night stand and they never met the person again, he was just really drunk. Mm-hmm. I would be hot and you're going to be buying me a lot of fucking gifts. But <laughs> I, um, I might, I, I, it, it depends. I, I'll, I'll have a conversation. I'll entertain the thought. Now, if it was cheating with someone that you knew, you have a friendship or you knew from work and it's an emotional entanglement, um, <laughs> nah, nah, I'm gonna let you go. It, it's, it's, I'm gonna let you go. Um, if it's someone that you're going to have to see all the time, I'm gonna let you go. If it was a one night stand and I know some people have different views about like people make choices. I do think sometimes when you're really under the influence, you make stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're really under the influence, you made a dumb decision. Like I said, it'll just be a lot of begging and a lot of gifts, but We'll have I can entertain the thought, but if it's someone that you know, and you always gonna be around, that's just your, your your girl. Well, your girlfriend meaning that's a girl, that's a friend, that's your coworker, something. Hell no, because every time I see, I'm gonna think, and it's just it's not a good look. When they leave the house, you are gonna be like this cheating ass motherfucker. Go to that cheating ass job, cheating ass. Yeah, and like I can't actually leave your. Jo- I can't actually leave your job. It's your your way of living. So and friendships, like I'm let's say. Exit. It was a friend of his. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you to break up with your friend. Oh, I, I'm. I would, <laughs> but I'm still gonna leave. Oh wow! <laughs> so now you don't have nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's not a deal breaker for a lot of people, though. Cheating. It wasn't a deal breaker for me um, when I was dating, and it should have been. Um, To be quite frank, when I was younger, like before 25, I wasn't mature to deal with um, somebody cheating on me. So it just became extremely, extremely toxic. Like my first boyfriend used to cheat. Oh my God. He loved cheating. That was his pastime. Um, Oh wow. But um, I would just, I would still stay in that relationship and it I became a very toxic person I was super unhappy I was very mean to him um and 
not saying like and my thing is if you're going to let him cheat then if you're gonna if he's gonna if you're gonna let him cheat and you're not gonna leave then let him cheat in peace there's no point arguing and fussing and fighting and being miserable because you're stressing yourself out so it's either you're gonna let him cheat in peace or you're gonna leave but you can't have him cheat know he's going to continue that behavior stick around for the behavior and then fuss fight and be aggravated all the time that's stupid so for me cheating should have been a deal breaker if i could go back in time and tell myself to leave i would have because it was dumb it caused a lot of unnecessary stress on myself that i didn't yeah and then you know what the crazy thing is Whenever you look back and you think of all the shit you like you did or you put up with and you think of yourself now, you're like, why was I wasting my motherfucking time? And the shit didn't even last. It's not even a person who I'm, you know, currently with. I shouldn't have been wasting my time. Nope. Shouldn't have wasted my time. (sighs) Mm, Cheating in marriage. Is that a deal breaker? Let's let's let the person who's married answer first. Okay, so cheating in marriage. Now that is different um, because I feel like well, it depends, right? So, um, if it was like a one night stand, and like maybe we fell into a big rut, we weren't seeing eye to eye. Um, and it was like literally just a one night stand, like in Sex in the City with um, Miranda and Steve. If it was like, I love that movie. Yeah, the one night stand, and then he came and he told her, I think I could work through that, especially because um, she wasn't having sex with him, and men need sex. Humans need sex. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not providing that, and a part of a marriage is like providing sex, if you're not providing that, and then he does step out that you have to like kind of look at yourself too like well damn if we if we hadn't had sex in five months it's very easy for someone to step out and cheat now if you are if you have a wendy williams um and kevin hunter situation oh my god and you have a whole a whole family behind me absolutely not no no thank you divorce please mm. divorce me please he had a whole baby on her. He had a whole family. They had a whole house. That was Listen, ghetto. So ghetto. So absolutely not. No. Same with Kirk and Rashida. I'm not doing that either. Mm. Side, nah, side babies. Uh, mm. Let me mind my business. Anyway, uh, I, I would hope when I get to the point where I get married that the motherfucker wouldn't cheat. I, I don't see myself... I don't know. I don't see myself playing up with it in marriage. I uh, I could see where, where Dom's coming from with the whole rut thing, but I would hope if I've let myself to get married, I would we would be better communicators by then. Because I I just uh, you cheated on me. You gave my dick away. Wow, that's crazy. How could you? Mm-mm. Now I want to cut it off. Oh, that lady name was Lorena Bonnet. Bobbit. Lorena. Uh. <laughs> um, I will say similar to Dom, it depends on the situation. I I hold marriage very highly, so I wouldn't be so yeah. quick to leave a marriage. Um, it's if once again, it can't be someone you knew. If it's a one night stand, even if it 
I may even budge, even if it, not someone you know, but even like someone you have to see every day. But even if it was like you had an emotional entanglement, I do not want that. But if you did and you're like, you know, I messed up, we were in a really rough time, we was in a rough space, and we literally went to therapy and worked on rebuilding our relationship, I'll be open to that. I'm going to get a lot of gifts, but I'm going to be open to that. So, you know, it really just depends. I... I can't say exactly what I would and wouldn't do because I'm not in that situation. And similar to Lorena, I hope my spouse would not cheat and would not get to that point. And I feel like I communicate too much for a spouse to get to that point. Um, You let me know what's going on, but you know, you don't know what life could take you. I might, I might turn into a whole different person in the next five years. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of the opposite. I also, because I hold marriage in a high regard, don't fucking cheat on me when we marry. Don't do that shit. Don't, don't. It, it, it probably took me a long ass time to get to that motherfucking point. Here you cheating ass go. I'm sorry, honey. Yeah. Just I just, leave. I just feel like dating in this time and age can be so difficult. And similar to what Dom said about like watching these Disney movies and watching social media and having this fairy tale image of what love may look like. I feel like how many of you guys think of love after the wedding day, like what it looks like after the wedding day. I feel like when people think of love and being married because, you know, the princess movies only show us the wedding day. I want to know what happens after the wedding day. And that commitment is just really, really real. It's really having conversations, being uncomfortable, being odd and weird and and just accepting that person for who he or she is and everything he or she brings to the table. So, you know, just dating in this time and age can be very odd because I don't, there are people who want the same things such as marriage. However, it's so hard to like kind of weed through all the, the nonsense and the BS. The nonsense, the BS. For me, um, I can say that the it was the after part of marriage that I really wanted the, the most. I really wanted the companionship. So um, I, I that like the wedding day was fun. It was great, but I was really looking forward to living a life with somebody. That that's very that's very fun for me. The comfort of knowing that I have somebody. Um, in my corner is really nice. And knowing that I have someone that I can always talk to is, is really nice. But I know there's a lot of women, a lot of women who get married just to say that they're a wife. And to me, that's not, it's not worth it. Especially because as women, like, I, I remember when I got my master's degree, people were like, people were happy for me, but no near as excited as when I got engaged. And I was like, but I worked way harder for <laughs> this master's degree than I did to get engaged. And it's like, why are we pushing pushing this on women? You know what I mean? Like, why are we, why mm-hmm. is it that the biggest accomplishment in a woman's life is finding a man? I just feel like it shouldn't be that way and it's not fair. The society yeah, I- is the fuck, fucked up. Yeah, and I feel like that is not the biggest accomplishment for men. I actually don't know what the biggest accomplishment for men is. Like, 
What do people get excited? I think if a man has a really good job and making some money, I guess people, everyone gets excited, but they don't care if men get a wife or, or even to like the honest, way. I feel like they, the, with men, the big accomplishment, if they have something nice as an asset. So if they have a nice looking woman on their arm, they don't care what the woman does. You, Dom, fuck them degrees. You could be a fucking, uh, not to shade sex workers, but you could be a stripper. You look nice. You look pretty. You got this nice, healthy son that's it it's the accomplishments the, the 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 side stuff that men have you have this nice car you have a nice job you have a nice looking spouse you have a nice house stuff like that but with us we have to do so much more yeah even with like children and stuff like i see so many and i'm so i definitely love seeing men specifically black men with their kids but it's like they get so much hype like you should spend time with little Daryl, okay? Oh you God. should go hang out with Marquise. You should All be right paying now. your child support. Like, I'm just so confused. It's like, I don't know. I'm, And this is part of my frustration with men, and I guess it's more of a society thing, and that women have to just do so much just to get just not even a, not even 10% of some type of accolades. Like women just have to do so much and it's tiring. I feel like that's why dating is so important for us. Date, 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 date often. Or if you want to take a break, take a break. Take a break. Definitely. Take a break. Put your pussy on, on the shelf. Break. Oh, wow. And li- or, live your best life. Or you can date, but how about you date and not... Um, and really be upfront with what you want and upfront with your expectations. And if they and if the man is not meeting those expectations, leave. I feel like so many women stick around just because. Yeah, run. Ah, uh, not just leave. Run. <laughs> Seriously, run. If they are not meeting your expectation. Goodbye. Bye. There's no need for me to be. There, there's no need around because all you're gonna do is is get your heart broken anyway, sis. Save, yeah. save yourself. And let's have expectations. I feel like that's another thing. Some on. And you know what gets on my nerves so much about people who talk about the city girls and Megan the Stallion and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's ratchet. Yeah, they're very blunt with what they want, but hell, at least they have some type of expectation. Shit. Like, okay, they want a Birkin bag. They want a Chanel bag. That's what they feel like they're worth. And and there is nothing wrong with that. Like you are worth a Chanel bag. Exactly. I wish girls would hold themselves to higher standards. And also, let's be real, because I've had this conversation with someone recently, too. Let's be real. You guys talk about how if you spend X, Y, and Z, you're going to get the the P-U-S-S-Y. Anyway, you always talking about how much money you're going to spend and that you should be doing X, Y, and Z. And and if I I got this amount of money, she needs to be doing XLU, then you need to reimburse me, sir. Reimburse me for my time. Pay me a salary. Buy me (laughs) some Birkin bags. Do something. Like... It's like they, as men, and I, and I, we will be revisiting this kind of kind of conversation at a, in another episode, and hopefully we can add some men to that episode just to get a double yeah, side to it. Because we don't want to sound very like, oh, we're, we're very, not men bashing. We're not no, men bashing. We're speaking we're, from our our personal experience. Yeah, black but women. but I just want you know, 
I just want some type of like respect and gratitude. Like we see you, you're trying. Cause there's a lot of men out here who's trying, they breaking their backs, they working hard. But then there's also a lot of men who's not. And it's like, they're just super complacent or they like playing the game. Just, you know, get yourself together. Everybody get yourself together, men and women. All of us. Yeah, because, because yes, because there are toxic women out here too. Listen, for real. Mm-hmm. All on the girls because a, so a lot of these toxic men became toxic because they got their heart broken. Look at um, Jada in August. Girl, please go to hell. August is toxic? <laughs> oh. Did you I see what you talking about, Kiki Palmer? Oh my God. Oh, yes. You got, first of all, first of all, that was Trey Songs. I'm so lost. No, August Alcina was, he was trying, first of all, he was trying to shake Kiki Palmer. You can't, how you shake, how you shake Kiki? Really? Kiki Palmer the shit. Sis stays with a job. She stays with her. a check. I love her. You could do <laughs> a lot less. How did he shade her? It was because she, I guess they had some type of thing they were dating. It was something, some, I don't know, some shit like that. And she, I don't know, bitch, I don't know. Some shit. Some shade room shit. That, you definitely know I don't know because usually you be knowing everything. Yeah. Some shade room stuff. Yeah. They just had a back and forth, but he was real ignorant to her. He was basically making it seem like, right. girl, I don't want you. Like, basically making it seem like he was beneath him. Sir, sir, kind sir. August well, with the wet in, with the twist out wet and wavy Child, with the colors with the uh, Keisha Cole was it two thousand and eight hairstyle? Oh no, he got Jada Pinkett Smith, so he probably has his little nose in the air. Jada Pinkett Smith is also Jada. How old is she? she Jada is like in uh, about to be in her fifties. Like she's, yeah, she's she's been been in the marriage for how long? In her fifties, she even said it. She was feeling some type of way. It's not like he bags. Lori Harvey she was feeling her ego. Let's be real. She was she messed with him because her she needed her ego filled. Child. It's not like he really bagged her. It's that he yeah. caught her at a vulnerable time. They both caught each other. Let's make this clear. They both yeah. caught each other at a vulnerable time. And she was also helping him when he was in a, a sick, literally yeah. sick. Which you know was funny because in one of her episodes she talks about how like that was that's something she had to check about herself. She helped people and get too invested. So she helped and got you know emotionally involved. However, it's what involved too. Hey, entanglements on deck, I guess. Oh wow. Um, I need men to be like Will. Okay. Oh, wow, okay. You see how Will forgave? <laughs> I feel like that'd be the issue sometimes. They don't want to forgive. I know if a girl hurts your feelings, just forgive. Let it go. We forgive all the time. Child, they want you to forgive them three, four, or five times. We forgive. You can forgive. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Period. Y'all better be here. Mm-hmm. Period. Pooh. Thank you for listening to the Life After 25 podcast. Make sure you follow our Instagram and join our Facebook group for more content throughout the week. Set those alarms so you know when our next episode drops. And don't forget to look in the description box. Remember, don't let anyone steal your joy and have a blessed day, honey.